Hare Krishna, uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. It's January 19th, 2020, and I am in Coronado uh, in the San Diego area. Today we begin with the Bhagavatam 157. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, uh, 157 Tong paryatan arka eva triloki antas chedo vayuri vatmasakshi paravare brahmani dharmato bratai snatasya me nunamalang vichakshwa. Actually, one moment, there's a loud heater on in this house, and I'm going to turn it off. So don't go away. So, uh, this is a very interesting verse, famous verse. Uh, Tuang, the first word is you, pariyatan, which means wander all about. Uh, the Sanskrit verb at uh, means to wander, to roam. And so, pariyat or pariyatan here is an exact synonym of uh, the famous parivrajaka. We have the term parivrajaka acharya or a sannyasi who is parivrajaka. So parivraja or pariyata is the same thing, to roam about, to wander about. And um, there is a negative and a positive feature to this idea of wandering about. I mean, they're both positive, but the negative one is that uh, one avoids attachment. As they say, a rolling stone gathers no attachments, gathers no moss. So uh, when I took sannyas, I was, of course, very, uh, I was already elderly and mature. I was 23 years old, joke. And so Prabhupada uh, told me and the other devotees that took sannyas with me, keep the wheels turning because, you know, we had Sankirtan vans. Sankirtan vans, so Prabhupada said, keep the wheels turning, keep moving, don't get entangled, don't become attached. And uh, so in that sense, there's this sort of opposite lifestyles, a grihasta, and normally, normally under normal conditions to do their service properly, grihastas have to stay in one place, create a home for their children, and uh, have a steady employment and all that. And so for sannyasis, it's the opposite. They they wander around. And that, then the, that, that leads to the positive side, that uh, by traveling, uh, a, a renounced person or someone who's trying to be renounced can uh, hopefully give knowledge to many people. Of course, now 
uh, we have a uh, party internet. So um, I'm traveling around the world here, sitting at my desk, which is very nice when you get to a certain age. So, um, so this is the vision of a Vaishnava. A Vaishnava should see that everyone is part of Krishna, that everyone at least deserves the opportunity, the chance to, uh, to hear about Krishna. And of course, many people uh, don't take advantage of it, but some people do. So both to avoid <coughs> attachment and to positively uh, preach to everyone in the spirit that everyone is part of Krishna. Sannyasi is supposed to know that, that everyone is part of Krishna and therefore to give everyone the same equal chance to come to Krishna or to hear about Krishna, uh, the sages would often travel. So that's called Parivrajaka, Parivrajaka, or here we have the word Pariyatan, uh, which is the same meaning. So Tuang, you, Pariyatan, wandering about all around, Arkaiva, like the sun, Triloking, wandering through the three worlds, uh, upper, middle, and lower. So um, just as the sun travels around the sky, so uh, the sage, and, and the sun, this is a very good example because the sun gives its light and warmth everywhere. And uh, so in the same way, I mean, wherever the sun goes, it just shines. It does what the sun does. And in the same way, a sage, a uh, Krishna conscious sage travels about and everywhere offers the same spiritual knowledge, uh, seeing everyone as equally part of Krishna. So, antas chado vayuriva atmasakshi. So having compared a, the great sage Narada, this is Vyasa speaking, Vyasa glorifying his guru and saying you're like the sun. Now he says that you are like the air or the wind, because you are antas charo. Anta means uh, inner, internal, anta. Chara, you move within. You move within uh, like the air, just like the air is outside our bodies, but then we breathe in the air, the air is inside our body. And uh, atma sakshi, yes, Dave here says, you are literally the soul's witness. Your witness to the soul. Uh, Prabhupada had this spiritual ability many times. When I was with Prabhupada, uh, I experienced very powerfully that he was looking directly into my soul. Uh, it wasn't just a human interaction, two people talking to each other, but rather Prabhupada could see directly into my heart, into my soul, and he was exactly as stated here, Atma Sakshi. Sakshi means the witness. Atma Sakshi, like Sakshi Gopal, the deity who, who uh, testified as a witness. So the witness to the soul. So here Vyas glorifies Narda for the breadth of his mission that he goes, he goes everywhere so he not only goes very widely, but he goes deeply also. So those are the two things, right? To go wide and to go deep. 
antaschiro, moving within, like the air, you are a witness to the soul. Beautiful verses. So arka eva, like eva means like. Arka eva, like the sun. Vayureva, like the air or like the wind. And then paravare brahmani dharmato pratayiksnatasyame nyunam alang vichakshva. So vichakshva means here explain. Please see, ascertain, and explain. Prabhupada translates this here, search out. Um, Nunam. Nunam means deficiency. Deficiency. Search out the deficiency may in me who am snatasya, uh, learned, very learned uh, in paravare. Para, as you know, means like higher, like para, parang brahma, the uh, transcendental in the sense of being above or higher, para, and then avara. These two words are used together, para, avara. Vara means excellent, like girivara, dhari, Krishna lifted the excellent mountain, girivara. So avara is the opposite. It means not excellent, something which is not great. So here you, these two words are used together. Para, like the high and the low. Para avara, the high and the low, the near and the far, and so on. So paravare, in the high and the low, brahmani, in the absolute, dharmataha, dharmato, according to the principles of dharma, Pratahi, with strict vows, snatasya, I immerse myself, literally. Snata, uh, the verb sna means to bathe, and snana means a bath. So uh, snata means bathed in the sense of immersed. One who has immersed themselves in something or become expert at something. Also, as I've explained several times, uh, at the end of one's Vedic studies, there's a ritual bath. At the end of a Vedic sacrifice, there's a ritual bath, which is described often in the Bhagavatam called Avabhrita. But in any case, so snata, one who has bathed, means one who has completed the Vedic course of study or sacrifice. So in other words, one who is expert, immersed, one who has graduated. So Vyastev refers to himself in that way. He says, please explain clearly the deficiency in me who have, after I've immersed myself with strict vows, according to Dharma, in the absolute truth, and in, in the high and the low, in other words, uh, or in, in those Vedic studies of the absolute, there's the higher knowledge, there may be the lower knowledge, more human activities, like uh, Varnashram and so on. So in all of that, Vyastev describes himself as snata, snatasya, immersed, a graduate. And he did it with strict vows. He did it according to dharma and still nunam. There's something missing, seriously missing in my life. So he asked his guru, Narda, to explain it. So the next verse, uh, Sri Nardu Vacha, Narda immediately replies, Bhavatanu Dita Prayam, Disho Bhagavato Malam. Hmm, there's the problem. 
Uh, he says that you, it's interesting again here, Narada is addressing guests with the respectful form of you, Bhavan, here Bhavata, by you, the Jasho. Jasha means glory. Uh, like, uh, so the, an Amalam, spotless, the spotless glories, Bhagavato of the Lord, Praya, for the most part, practically, uh, you didn't explain. You practically didn't explain the pure glories of the Lord. Uh, and so a uh, Jain Eva, a so, Natusheta, Manyeta Darshanam Kilang. Very interesting. He says a, a darshana, a darshana which Prabhupada translates here as philosophy. Darshana really is, if you think of the English word worldview, view, that's darshana. So, so darshana is like a worldview, a philosophy, a, a vision of reality. So, but we have an English word view, view, darshana. So, uh, Nardas here says that I consider manye, like manas means the mind. Here we have the verb manye, I think. I think, I believe that a darshanam, which a, a worldview, a philosophy, by which uh, so the Lord, Natusheta, cannot be pleased or satisfied a, a, a worldview, a philosophy, which does not please the Lord, I consider that philosophy to be, Prabhupada translates, Kilam inferior. It can mean deficient, lacking, and so on. So Srinivasa said, here's Prabhupada's translation, you have not actually broadcast the sublime and spotless glories of the personality of Godhead, that philosophy which does not satisfy the transcendent, transcendental senses of the Lord is considered worthless. So kila, probably in the word by word is inferior. It means lacking, deficient. So that's the problem. Now, I wanted to discuss today that on the one hand, this is a very simple philosophical point that uh, if you don't glorify the Lord, if you don't talk about the truth directly, then Krishna, the Lord is not satisfied. And because you are part of Krishna, you will not be satisfied. They have this nice expression in Italian, contento tu, contenti tutti, which means, you know, if you're happy, content, if you're happy, everybody's happy. So, but then again, if Krishna is not content, you know, if Krishna is not happy, then nobody's happy. So, because we're all part of Krishna. And also Krishna's happiness is objective, it's pure. Krishna is not whimsical. He has no material desires or attachments. So Krishna is satisfied when something is actually good. When something is actually proper, virtuous, good, correct, truthful. So Krishna's taste, Krishna's satisfaction and dissatisfaction are completely objective and based on absolutely uh, appropriate principles. And so therefore Krishna is a great measure. If Krishna is not pleased, it means we really did something wrong. Sometimes we do the right thing, but some people aren't happy with us. And we know that. Uh, sometimes we'll do what we know we have to do. It's our duty, it's the right thing, 
and then someone doesn't like it. Someone's displeased, and it's like, you know, what can I do? I did my duty. I had to do that. But in the case of Krishna, if Krishna is displeased, something is really objectively wrong. And so, um, so that so that's what Vyas, uh, that's what Narda is saying here. But so the point I wanted to raise is that on the one hand, it's very easy to say, okay, just glorify Krishna. Just glorify Krishna directly all the time and Krishna will be pleased and uh, life is good. Now, the problem here, or the complication, I should say, the complexity, is that uh, Often, in a very materialistic world, to convince people, to interest people, attract them, uh, we talk sometimes indirectly about Krishna, even Prabhupada. Prabhupada talked about cow protection, or Prabhupada talked about the political situation in the world, or the need for cleanliness, or history, you know, the history of India. Prabhupada talked on many topics. In fact, sometimes he's glorified you who spoke on so many topics. And of course, the purpose and the ultimate point of everything was Krishna, but of, you know, often it was indirect and not direct. And of course, Prabhupada spoke directly about Krishna probably more than anyone else in history, but, but still among great acharyas, but still. Um, so where do you, how do you balance that? Sometimes if you just directly talk about Krishna, you, you lose people right away. Whereas if you have a more gradual approach, then people can be led to accept Krishna. And so where do you draw the line? Vyas undoubtedly had that uh, pure intention. I mean, he wanted to help people. That, that's explained earlier in the Bhagavatam, that his intention was to help people in this fallen age of Kali to come to the point, to come to the truth. But he went too far. And then as you see, as Narda is going to explain, once you go too far, it's hard to go back. And Narda will explain why. So it's um, that's something we struggle with. We see devotees all around the world teaching Hatha Yoga, Ayurveda, this, that, the other thing, self-help, you know, how to be happy in your married life. And I mean, devotees, and I'm not criticizing them, but I'm just saying we do devotees do, we sometimes call these things bridge programs. So um, where do you draw the line? When are you being too blunt and scaring everybody away on one hand? And on the other side, when are you sort of losing yourself in the uh, introductory stuff and you never, you get trapped in the gradual introduction and never really emerge out of it into the clear light of pure Krishna consciousness. So uh, this is an art. Uh, Krishna says in the Gita, the devotional service is the art of all work. And uh, even Vyasa, the great Vyasa Dave, an incarnation uh, was a little out of balance here. And then his guru corrected him. Of course, Vyasa is a pure soul. And this is a, sort of a pastime for our instruction, but still it is an instruction. It's a very important instruction. So um, we'll go on to the next verse. 
यथाधर्मादयश्चारा मुनिवार्यानुकर्ति न तथा वासुदेव से महिमा So Narada calls Vyasa Munivarya, O best of the sages. So Narada, even while correcting his disciple and using very strong language at times, does not forget that Vyasa is a great personality. And he, he often mentions this. And here he mentions it again, Munivarya, O best of the sages. He says, the way you the way you discuss subject matters, arataha, or subject matters or topics or purposes, as Prabhupada puts in the word for word. Uh Dharmadiya. Uh Dharmadiya, um Adiya is uh just the plural of Adi. So Dharmadi. Dharmadiya. Um in other words, uh, dharma, etc. The purposes or the or the topics which are dharma, etc. So whenever you have adi, or here in the plural adias at, at, at the end of a word, it means a well-known group of things whose adi, whose first item is whatever, like in this case, dharma. So what is the famous list or what is the famous group of items that begins with dharma? course it's dharmartha kama moksha the four purusharthas the four great goals of human life dharma to cultivate virtue artha to satisfy your economic and, and even political interests for example artha shastra the artha shastra is about politics so artha here means not only your finances to make sure you have enough you know money food place to live and all that it just means whatever is in your sort of vital material interest. You know, you have to, you need a certain amount of political security. You need a certain amount of money and, and so on and so forth. So artha just means pursuing your personal interests. So dharma, artha, kama, and then when you have a sort of a secure situation, you have some level of economic uh, security, then uh, kama, you have to satisfy your senses. For example, uh, people need food and they need, you know, nutritious food and they need, you know, hopefully food that tastes good. Because if you always eat food that doesn't taste good, you're not going to be a very happy person. So that's an example of how we have to satisfy the senses. Most people require marriage because they find single life a little challenging. So there's that, you know, sort of regulated intimacy between the sexes. And so in, in various ways, we have these uh, needs, kama, you have satisfied the senses, and then finally moksha. So moksha by itself, it's interesting that um, moksha, in the simplest sense of the word, does not mean Krishna consciousness directly because there is an impersonal liberation, moksha. And uh, moksha literally means release, like becoming free from troubles of life. So there is a type of moksha, release or liberation, which is still not 
Krishna consciousness and still doesn't satisfy the soul. So Narada says, Munivarya Anukirtitaha, sort of you repeatedly praised or explained uh, these things. Kirtita is saying kirtana. Kirtana means glorifying or telling about. And uh, here we have kirtita, told about or recited. So he said, Anu, you faithfully or repeatedly, Anu, talked about, praised, explained, Dharmartha Kama Moksha, but Natata, but in the same way, Natata Vasudevasya Mahima Yanuvarnitaha. You did not, uh, Anuvarnita, you did not explain or describe in the same way uh, the glory of Vasudev. And here the word Mahima, Prabhupada translates glory is obviously related to the word Maha, so it means like the greatness the greatness or the glories. So, natata vasudevasya. So, in the way that you praised and talked about dharmartha kama moksha, uh, virtue, self-interest, sense gratification, and uh, liberation, you did not, in the same way or to the same extent, explain, praise the greatness of vasudeva. So that's a problem. It, things got out of balance. And then um, maybe we'll stop here because t uh, starting uh, the next verse is a very famous one about the uh, pilgrimage of crows, the difference between swans and crows, and then uh, the glory of the Bhagavatam. So those are very, very important verses that really deserve a lot of attention. And so maybe we'll save that for next time. Um, see if there's, if I can find any questions here. Um, again, if you ask a question, please put like lots of question marks because so that as I scroll through, I will notice it. Okay, I don't see any questions. Uh, thank you all very much. It's a pleasure to spend this time with you. And I hope we'll see you all next Sunday. Hare Krishna.